So hang on a minute. Matthew 6, do not repeat. Matthew 7, repeat. Like, hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. How do I make sense of all of this? Well, g'day guys, and welcome back to the Kingdom Business Podcast. You know, I just appreciate you guys joining me and giving me some of your precious time on a weekly basis. You know, a lot of the stuff that I cover here, I guess my sections, every second episode or so is with a guest because I want to bring their stories and their knowledge to you. But the things that I cover, you know, quite often they come from the experiences that I have as I walk with Kingdom Entrepreneurs. You may or may not know, but you know, in our kind of mentoring um, programs, I walk with 150 to 200 kingdom entrepreneurs closely at any given time. And I say that to say that I guess I get to see the patterns and the trends amongst what's going on. And then when I see things um, that I think need addressing, I double down on them. And so that's, that's really what today's episode is about. I really wanna double down in one particular area and hopefully stretch you and, and, and challenge you and, and affirm some things that you'd be doing and experiencing, all just to put another brick in your wall of success as you build your kingdom business. So that's really the goal today. I'm gonna to be talking about praying radical prayers, okay? Um, and again, I, I, I'm, I, you know, and I wanna draw a distinction between regular prayers and radical prayers, because I see a lot of people do regular prayers and they're good. They're just not great. And so, you know, I kind of want to draw this distinction between regular prayers and radical prayers, understanding, of course, that we need both. This isn't about one or the other. This is about both. But I see a lot of people who are out building businesses. They're doing all of the work. They're refining their skills to be great at business. But actually, they're leaving a whole lot of momentum and impact on the table because they're not praying radical prayers. And that's where we're going to spend our time today. You know, prayer, if you think about what prayer is, prayer is a wonderful opportunity. We're we're invited into an opportunity to speak to the creator of the universe one-on-one. You know, we're about to pass 8 billion people on the planet this week as our global population. And and I don't know how many have gone before we turned up on earth, right? I get to have a one-on-one conversation with the creator of all of it. It is a wonderful opportunity. So what prayer is not, prayer is not something God gave us as a task to do to fill up our days until we get to go to heaven, right? It's not that. It's a wonderful opportunity and an invitation into this intimate relationship with the Lord. But I think as an absolute premise, as a fundamental tenet of our Christian faith, we have to believe that God answers prayers. Because if you think about it, like it wouldn't be very becoming of a, you know, a, a wonderfully gracious, loving God to kind of say, pray because I need you to fill up your days, but I have no intention of fulfilling them. Like that, that's, that's not a good, good father, right? You know, the fundamental tenet of this is as we pray, God answers, okay? But there are different ways that we pray is, is where I think it needs a lot of attention. So regular prayers and radical prayers, understanding the difference and understanding that we need both. You know, Proverbs, we can learn a lot from Proverbs. You know, essentially there's there's one line that is all the way through the Proverbs, really saturated in the first half. And it's the instruction and the example 
to cry out for wisdom and understanding. Okay, cry out. It is a prayer. It is a it is a cry. It is a prayer cry that says, "God, give me wisdom and give me understanding." Right? And 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 Proverbs tells us time and time again to cry out for those two things. Wisdom and says it's everywhere. Right, meaning that the Lord can speak to you through anything and everything when your heart is inclined towards give me wisdom and give me understanding. That is a radical prayer. But just to kind of give you an example of a regular prayer, I see people who are praying, you know, Lord, help me make rent this month. And that's fine. It's a regular prayer. It's good. It's it's essential, right? The problem is, is if we do the Lord, help me, make rent this month, and we don't do, Lord, give me wisdom and understanding, well, then we don't have wisdom and understanding, so then we're forced to go back next month and say, Lord, help me make rent this month, which is okay, it's good, but it's not great, okay? So so that's why it needs to be both. So it's okay to, you know, pray for customers, it's okay to pray for cash flow, it's okay, okay to pray for provision, but actually, I'm going to suggest that they're regular prayers that we should do, but they're not radical prayers that are the ones that are going to mean you fulfill your potential and have your greatest impact. So, um, you know, uh, it's both that we need. I want to make that super clear. I don't want to play down regular prayers. They're regular. They're essential. I'm going to give you a biblical example of why they're important. But I want to push you to, well, probably do more prayer across the board, board but to do more of the leaning in of the radical prayers. I want to give an example. This is one that you would know, right? If we go to 2 Chronicles 1.11, 2 Chronicles 1.11, we all know this story. It is where Solomon asks for wisdom, okay? It's when Solomon asks for wisdom. So 2 Chronicles 1.11, right? So he's already, he's asked for what he wanted. Um... And, um, and so what he wanted was, he says, you've shown, so we go back to eight. Uh, you've shown great mercy to David, my father, and have made me king in his place. Now, O Lord your God, let your promise to David, my father, be established. For you have made me king over the people, like the dust of the earth in multitude. Now give me wisdom and knowledge that I may go out and come in before this people. And for who can judge this great people of yours? In other words, Solomon says, all right, here's my open checkbook to make my prayers to God, give me wisdom to lead these people, right? Like, like what a servant. Then God says in 11, God says to Solomon, because this was your heart, right? Because remember, it's not about the words, it's the heart behind the words, right? You can can pray the right words to God, but if you don't actually mean it, if it's not settled through you know, a, a sacrificial heart, if it doesn't come from that redemptive place, then, then it's not really going to get answered, right? Because this was in your heart and you have not asked for, so he goes to the, because you didn't ask for riches and wealth or honor the life of your enemies, nor have you asked for a long life. In other words, because you didn't do self-seeking requests, but have asked for wisdom and knowledge for yourself, that you may judge my people over who I made you king. Wisdom and knowledge are granted to you, and I will give you riches and wealth and honor, 
such as no king who ever lived before or, or after shall be like you, right? So, so just think about that. That is a radical prayer because it would have been very interesting for old Solly, uh, very easy for him to go, you know, make me king, make me a great king, make me a, you know, give me the profile, give me the prominence, get, make everybody kind of, you know, do what I say, um, you know, give me riches and wealth and fame and prestige and pride. Give, that would have been very easy. There's, there's, a, there's a whole book of kings that prayed, give me stuff to make me king, but not Solomon. Solomon was radical enough to lay down what he needed because his heart was so redemptive that he didn't have self-seeking interest and, uh, and, and pray for wisdom and understanding. And ironically with God, he got both. And that's the power of radical prayers. You may think that you're going to miss out, but that's the carnal mind. Ironically, when you go for radical prayers, you will have your prayers answered but there'll be a whole bunch of other things that get added to you because of the radical prayer, all right? It's a little bit like, seek first the kingdom of God and all things will be added unto you. That's what Solomon did. He sought first the assignment on his life to lead the people. He sought first how he wanted God to lead them and all the other things were added unto him. That's the invitation that we are in in our prayer life. Oh, hey. I hope you're enjoying this week's episode. Listen, I'm just here training a group here in this room, but I need you to subscribe to my channel. Guys, do you think they should subscribe to the channel? Yeah! Guys, please, subscribe. So I'm going to run through five examples of radical prayers. Don't, this is not an exhaustive list. There would be 555 more than this. I just picked some that will be quite challenging. All right, here's, here's one example of the kind of radical prayer that I think that if you prayed more of, you would start to see some different results in your life. Here it is. Lord, teach me perseverance rather than for the pain to go away. 2022, 23, probably for the last couple of hundred years, ever since the microwave was around and we lost our patience, right? Um, you, we, 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 we're, we're praying, a lot of our prayers are couched from a heart of, I want an easy life. Give me an easy life. That's not what the greats of old did. They prayed that in amongst the pain, the Lord would grant them perseverance. In amongst the pain, the Lord would grant them perseverance. Just think about that. Imagine if the Lord could shift your heart and minister to you in such a way that you could have anything come towards you, good and bad, and it didn't unsettle you enough to derail you from your assignment. Imagine if the perseverance, you know, which is gonna come from vision and training and understanding and identity of who you are and eternity to come and those, imagine if that was so in you that when a situation came that was causing painful, you know, um, I guess in the scales of it all, you were able to see it for what it is, which is temporary pain, and it didn't derail you from your assignment. By the way, that prayer, God will want to answer because it's radical, but it won't be answered in five minutes. It'll be answered through, you know, him kind of speaking to you through you know, preachers or podcasts or, uh, you know, or creation uh, or himself, right? Um, but also through experiences, good and bad. Right, because he'll show you in experience how your identity is not attached to that experience, right? And so, um, 
And so, Lord, teach me perseverance rather than for the pain to go away. It's okay to pray, you know, Lord, you know, Lord, take me, you know, sort out this problem for me, right? That's a regular prayer. But it's not radical. A radical prayer is do a work in me so that that pain doesn't derail me, right? It's radical. It'll change your life. And it's a journey you're going to have to go on with the Lord to get there. That's one example. If I haven't offended you with that one, listen to this one. Lord, radical prayer number two. Lord, help me become the person that can handle all you've got for me. Help me become the person that can handle all you've got for me. Because that, I mean, that's been my prayer, you know, for the longest time. It's like, Lord, I want everything. I want everything you've got for me. I want to leave nothing on the field. I want everything. Now, ironically, that means I don't want more. I don't want more than he's got for me. It fully means I don't want less. And I actually don't think I can have more because that's more. But I think I, think I can definitely settle for less. That's in my court. <laughs> you know, like the Lord has a whole bunch of work for me to do and it's, it will blow our minds if we could fully understand it, right? It's very easy to settle on the journey and settle for less, but it's me that gets to press in for more. And so imagine, because, and, and, and God will give me, God will give me everything he's got for me if, if I can steward it right? He won't give me something that he's got for me if my character is not aligned with being able to steward what he's got for me well, because my God is too much of a good dad to give me bad gifts. He wants to give me gifts that are a blessing and not a curse. And so he's got a lot for me, but he won't give me something that's going to make me crumble, which means the variable is character, which means I don't know what I don't know, but God knows what I don't know. And so allowing me, that prayer of, Lord, help me become the person that can handle all you have for me, means that I'm saying, I'm vulnerable, Lord. Show me what I don't know. Reveal in me. Create in me a clean heart. Get, show me where my character lets me down so that I can get on the same page as you and ultimately chase down everything you've got for me. Won't be easy. You've got to lay down your own agenda to be able to pray that but it's radical. Radical prayer number three. Lord, discipline me. <laughs> See, I, I reckon right about now is where the views will, like in terms of the amount of time people watch this episode for, it's about now that we'll see a drop off. Pray, Lord, discipline me so that the desires of my heart align with the assignment you have for me. You know, Bible says God will give me the desires of my heart. I see a lot of well-meaning Christians in business who are praying for things and not seeing them because they don't realize that the things that they're praying for are detrimental to them. Back to the first, the last point. Lord, discipline me. Remember, he disciplines those he loves. So if he's not disciplining you, then I don't know that you're walking in the love of God. You know, if you're in relationship with God and you love him and he loves you, you need to expect discipline. Well, I would want to turn the heat up on the discipline. Um, you know, we, we don't like discipline today, but actually the Bible says it's a good thing. Lord, discipline me so that the desires of my heart align with the assignment you have for me. Because then it's an absolute no-brainer, right? He, he will, we will then slingshot our way through any lost time because ultimately my desires, we, you know, 
this is a prayer of surrender. This is a prayer of sanctification. That's why it's radical. It's not about me. I'm laying me down, right? So that you can lift me up, God, is basically this prayer. Lord, discipline me so that the desires of my heart align with the assignment you have for me. Radical prayer number four, radical prayer number four is this one. Lord, bless those who stand against me. Lord, and, and, and you know, like, let me just say, like, I'm, I'm, I struggle too, right, with this one. Like, this is not an easy prayer. It's why it's radical. Lord, bless those that stand against me. And stand against me sounds a little bit biblical. I don't know what you've experienced, but, you know, bless those who have ripped me off. Bless those that are trying to, you know, cause disruption to my brand. You know, bless those who are in my business causing a huge amount of destruction, you know, or division, you know. Um, bless those who are running me down, if it's my competitors who are running me down in public without knowing me. Bless them. Bless them. Because, because here's what happens. First and foremost, the Lord will bless them. And you've got to come to terms with that's a good thing, Right? but it softens our heart when we say, bless those that stand against me. <clears throat> it shows our allegiance is to the kingdom with a big K, not a kingdom with a little K, right? We're not interested in our own kingdoms, right? We've laid down our own kingdoms to pick up the greater kingdom, right? And so, Lord, bless those who stand against me is a great way of taking a hard heart and softening it down. Remember, the way you build a phenomenal business in 2022-23 as a kingdom entrepreneur is to have thick skin, soft heart, right? That, if you can get that dynamic where you're not a callous, it's very easy to get a thick skin and a thick heart. That's easy. That's corporate world, hard-nosed, you know, drive results, who cares? Well, that's, it's actually quite easy to have, you know, soft skin, soft heart and take offense to everything and be a snowflake. That's easy too. The, the double punch combo is thick skin, soft heart. And that's what this prayer does for us. It softens us down, right? It sanctifies ourselves again. It lays down our own agenda. It sees the person that's persecuting you or against you as valuable to the kingdom of God as you are, which is how we should see ourselves. Uh, prayer number five, radical prayer number five. This one, this one's going to hurt. This one might actually take you a hot minute to, um, not to say, but to mean. Remember, Solomon's come from his heart, right? The words are different to the heart, but, but actually there's a discipline in prayer. There's a discipline in radical prayers. You can start praying it without really meaning it. You pray it long enough and disciplined enough, you'll start to mean it. That's the, the power of the journey. Radical prayer number five. Lord, <clears throat> I'm fully committed to you, even if you don't answer any of my prayers. Let me, let me just kind of, Lord, I'm fully committed to you, even if you don't grant me any desires of my heart. Lord, I'm fully committed to you, even if I seek you first and nothing gets added unto me. Imagine getting to the point where you feel like you've already had it all. See, see when I first got saved, I, I said to the Lord, you, you don't have to do anything for me from here on in. Like you cannot, you cannot help me to the day I die and you've done enough. Like, no, that's not what he, he wants to. It's blessings on blessings on blessings on blessings. It's grace on grace on grace on grace. So he wants to. But my heart was, you don't have to do anything for me now, Lord. You, you know, if, if your blessing was a cardboard box on the street, sure, I might complain a little bit, but I'm good. Like, you've, you've given me 
eternity in heaven. I'm good, right? Now he's gone on to give me tons. He's blessed me with a beautiful family, beautiful wife, businesses, influence, podcast, like stuff. Like it's been amazing. But actually, actually, I'm fully committed, Lord, even if you don't answer any of my prayers. And and I'll be totally honest. I'm I struggle. I may not struggle with that in certain moments. I struggle with that in some moments because I still am carnal, right? So the flesh is weak, as Paul said, right? So understanding that that is a wrestle, but imagine getting to the point where you had laid down your own life so much that you said, absolutely, God, I'm so committed, 100% committed to you forever and ever and a day, even if all of my regular prayers and my radical prayers go unanswered. I know they won't, but it's a posture of the heart to get to that point where you're in awe of God and not yourself. That's five radical prayers, right? They're, they're, they're kind of offensive, right? Number one, just a very quick recap. Lord, teach me perseverance, not for the pain to go away. Um, radical prayer number two, Lord, help me become the person that can handle what you've got for me. Radical prayer number three, Lord, discipline me so the desires of my heart align with the assignment you have for me. Uh, radical prayer number four, Lord, bless those who stand against me. That one, that one hurts. Radical prayer number five, Lord, I'm fully committed to you even if you don't answer my prayers. If you think about it this way, if you, if you look at what we just did with those five, we talked about regular prayers, right? Give, make me rent, give me customers, help me out, make this problem, make the problem go away, right? Regular prayers. And then we talked about radical prayers. If you notice the difference, regular prayers are external. Help me with external things. Radical prayers are internal. Help me, Lord, walk with me enough that on my journey, I become more like you. That's what radical prayers are, right? You know, because, because I guess you could say they're external. I want everything you've got for me but it's couched through work in me, take me from glory to glory so that you can raise me up at your appointed time. It's, it, it, they're internal prayers that, are, that force you to lay down your life. Um, you know, I think, I think our prayer life can be driven by almost two different spirits for a better way of putting it. That may not be 100% accurate, but stick with me. I meet a lot of people who their, their prayer life, you know, they, they, they pray for an outcome. Let's say it's a regular prayer, right? Lord, um, you know, help me, help me get some more customers this month for my business. Reg- so it's good, good prayer. Um, it's not radical, it's not gonna change the world, but it's, but it's a good prayer to have. But actually, then they go back tomorrow and, and, and say it again, like, Lord, can you bring me some customers? And then, Lord, bring me some customers. And in and of itself, that's not bad. But I tell you what it can become. It can become an orphan spirit that is almost begging God to come through for you. A, a little bit like that scene in Oliver Twist where he comes up to the master and he says, please, sir, can I have some more? And, and that's not a great position to come from, right? That's not humility. It's, it's, you've got such a good dad that wants to give you good gifts that you don't have to approach him begging for food, provision, okay? 
Whereas if you approach this, so that's like a, you know, a, an orphan spirit. If you actually approach this with a spirit of sonship, right? It's a collaboration. I have the most amazing joy to link arms with the creator of the universe and collaborate and get some work done here on earth, which now means I've got my part to play. He's got his part to play, right? Remember, Joseph would, would have died in prison if God hadn't put in somebody's mind to remember that Joseph's downstairs to bring him up at the appointed time, right? It, God will do his bit. There would have been a mass genocide of the Jews, right? Esther had to do her bit of going to the king to make supplication for the genocide, but it's God that transferred the heart of the person to be able to say yes. So God will do his bit, but we have to do ours. But we're not begging, we're not begging a good dad to give us good gifts. He wants to lavish them on us. But I think how you approach, like, like it, let, I guess let me say this by saying, if you catch yourself like almost approaching your prayer life groveling, right? Then, then, then you're coming from an orphan spirit and that's not where you are best. You're a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people above reproach. And so, and so you want to switch this to be like, I've got to do my bit, God's got to do his bit, otherwise we're not going to get much done. And actually, the spirit of sonship is a powerful position because I'm still a son. I'm not the father, I'm a son, but I'm in collaboration with the father. And I can go boldly before God and make my prayers known. I think the difference though is the difference between praying regular prayers and radical prayers. You know, the, the groveling for more is a regular prayer. If you switch to radical prayers, you're forced to operate out of sonship. You're forced to, you know, to understand you're a co-heir with Christ. You're forced to understand that in the organizational chart of heaven, you've been placed above principalities, rulers, powers, and you're sitting there. Like, that's, that's the position that your prayers come from. And I want you to make that switch because you're not an orphan spirit. You've been adopted into the kingdom of God. He is your father. You've been adopted, brought in, dusted off, given the ring, the coat, prized possession. And that's the position you've got to come from. You're a son, you're a co-heir, and you can collaborate with the Lord. I talk about that because I just see a lot of people who are like, oh, lowly me. Well, it's not going to get you very far and you want to make that switch to radical prayers. One more thing before I wrap up this episode. When it comes to prayer, it can actually be quite confusing <clears throat> because if I read Matthew, I read two very contradicting points of view when it comes to prayer. And I want to just talk into these a little bit because I think it's important to understand the heart and the nature of God as you go into prayer. Matthew 6, right? Matthew 6 says this. This will speak into what I was just saying. Um, and, and the title for Matthew 6, 5 onwards, Matthew 6, 5 is, is Jesus teaches about prayer. But Matthew 6, 7 says, And when you pray, do not use vain repetitions, as the heathen do, right? So before that, he had said, do not be loud and obnoxious. He didn't use those words. That was just my version. But he's here, he's saying, and when you pray, do not use vain repetitions as the heathens do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. <clears throat> okay, so that's interesting. Okay, 
Um, Therefore, do not be like them. Your father knows the things you have need of before you ask him. Right. So, so when you pray, you don't have to be like, oh, God, give me a customer. 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 You don't have to do that. Why? It says the heathens do that. And some of it's because they want to be boastful and proud. Remember, this is, that's the Oliver Twist spirit. Like, oh, please more, please more, please more, please more, right? Therefore, do not be like them, for the Father knows. So, do not repeat is basically the thing. You don't have to go to God and start repeating your prayers, okay? So, that's, that's Matthew 6. Three and a half seconds later, we get to Matthew 7. <clears throat> Jesus teaches about asking, seeking, and knocking. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, <coughs> receives. Everyone who seeks, not, uh, finds. Uh, and to those who knocks, it will be opened. So hang on a minute. Matthew 6, do not repeat. Matthew 7, repeat. <laughs> like, hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. How do I make sense of all of this? Because there's a distinct difference between the two types of prayer. If we go back to Matthew 6, these are prayers for needs, right? Um, Therefore, do not be like them, for your Father knows the things you have need of. This is your needs. This is your regular prayers. Think about it this way. He already knows what you need, is what the scripture says. So when you go to him with a regular prayer, looking for provision, right? Let's use a different example. Lord, I need another employee. Tomorrow, Lord, I need another employee. Lord, I need another employee. He already knows. He knows that. And you and I know if you've got children. I've got three beautiful girls. Okay, so case in point. Yesterday, one of them was unwell. They came to the office with me for a day, slept on the couch. Team checked on her every five minutes. Felt, made her feel amazing. If she says to me, Dad, I really want a glass of water, I'm not going to walk away and go, you know what? I need to check that she really wants it. So I'm going to wait until she asks five times before I give her some water. So if me, a very flawed man, knows that that's not a great situation, how much more a perfect heavenly father? That's what it's saying here, right? So with those needs-based prayers, those regular prayers, he already knows you don't have to keep begging. Going back to the employee example, rather than keep going back and saying, Lord, send me a team member, make that petition once and then move on to radical prayers. Lord, show me the leadership I need to walk out starting immediately to attract the best talent in my town. That's a radical prayer because it's internal and it's character focused, all right? So number six is that, you, you know, could be that orphan spirit if you keep going back. When it comes to Matthew 7, right, and it says, ask and it will be given to you. This is the radical prayer side of things because it's actually more, like it, it, it's, it's ask and it will be given, seek and you'll find, knock and it'll be open to you. Everyone who asks, seeks, knocks, will have what they want, right? It's talking about divine revelation, right? It's talking about the knowledge of the kingdom of God. It's talking about going after everything. You know, Proverbs 25.2 says it's the glory of God to conceal a matter, 
but it's the glory of kings to search it out, right? That's us. It's, our job is to search out the hidden keys of the kingdom, the hidden things of the kingdom. And that's what this is, right? This is when, when you seek, when you knock, um, y- you will get given what you want. But this is now not your needs. This is the radical prayers. Lord, show me where my character's letting me down. Lord, sh- prepare me for the great work you've got for me. Show me how the kingdom works when we bring it to earth. They're radical prayers. And here's the promise. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find it. Knock and it will open for everyone. Everyone. It doesn't say everyone who asks needs-based prayers. It says everyone that asks receives. He who seeks finds. And he who knocks, it will be opened. Surely as kingdom entrepreneurs that want to make a massive impact in this world, we've got to understand that we can't take the world's wisdom and just do it a little bit better. We need blueprints from heaven to be able to bring them to earth. Right? We need radical prayers that show us the hidden things of the kingdom so that we can bring them here and get the government established. And if you agree with that, then as you're sitting there listening right now, or as you're sitting there watching right now, you need to start saying out loud, from now on, I'm doing radical prayers. From now on, I'm going for everything God's got. From now on, I'm going for 100% of the kingdom of God. From now on, I want to chase the hidden things of the kingdom. I'm praying radical prayers. If you're saying that out loud right now, which I'd love you to do, and under your breath if you're at the gym on the treadmill with somebody next to you, because it might be awkward, make that decree, make that declare, I'm praying radical prayers. And if you're watching this on YouTube and you can leave me a comment, then in the comments box at the end, in the bottom right there, I'm praying radical prayers. Because it's a shift. It starts as a shift in us, it gets matched by heaven, and it becomes bigger businesses, more impact, and more kingdom advanced on the earth. I'm praying radical prayers. All right, well, that's it for this episode. Uh, But I would love it if you would do me a favor. I'm on here every week preparing, preaching, bringing a message, training you. I wonder if you would do me the favor and share this out. Either literally tell your friend on Sunday at church about the podcast or grab a link and send it out to a few people. That would mean the world to me. All right, I'll catch you next week. See ya.